This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Hey everyone, it's Alex Nottingham, founder of All-Star Dental Academy, and welcome to Dental All-Stars. I am filling in for our typical host, Eric Vickery, because I wanted to squeeze in a special guest and a great friend of mine, uh, Piero Fauci. And uh, we were just joking. Well, I'll say your joke earlier, actually, after I give the introduction about, about his last name is kind of funny, but Piero Fauci teaches mindfulness, meditation, and mindful living, and is the acclaimed mindfulness-based stress reduction uh, program, or he teaches the, he's also acclaimed, but he teaches the MBSR program. He leads insight meditation, silent retreats, and organizes silent peace walks. He lives in Florida, USA. That's why I know him, South Florida. <laughs> he was trained by the teachers at the Center of Mindfulness in Medicine, Healthcare, and Society at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and at the Mindfulness Center at Brown University. Uh, thank you, Piero, for joining me on the podcast. I am so happy that you have <laughs> invited me. And, and our topic today is the how of happiness. Now, it's funny, we were talking, because I always call you Piero, but it didn't occur to me that it's Fauci is how you pronounce your last name. I've heard it, but then it puts you together. Isn't that the Dr. Fauci? And you said there was a joke that your son, you're telling me that that says something like that. Yeah, my son uh, goes to introduce himself and says, uh, they ask him, what's your last name? And he says, Fauci. And my Fauci is spelled F-A-L-C-I. And Dr. Anthony Fauci is spelled F-A-U-C-I. So they ask him, um, Oh, like the famous doctor from uh, the Center for Disease Control, he says, no, like the famous mindfulness teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so you have your son, your son's an admirer of yours, apparently. Excellent. Uh, we have good relationship, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I saw that you're, you're, you're starting a new happiness workshop, and I, I must confess, I took it with Heather. And it was, and we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end, but it was very, it was really nice, really helpful. I had some friends come on it. And uh, I thought that that, as well as your MBSR, we'll talk a little bit about that at the end, are some great resources for dentists. Because a lot of dentists, as you know, my father is a dentist, and that's kind of part of the inspiration of why I started All Star Dental Academy. And a lot of dentists and a lot of uh, people are stressed and anxious. And that's been, in general, I mean, I, my background was being a lawyer. I mean, lawyers and dentists are on the, the, the top list of stressful jobs. And now with, with COVID and all this stuff going on, it's only more stress. So stress is there. It's a given. And it's just amazing. And a lot of dentists talk to me about, I want to learn more about meditation and mindfulness and all these things. And what's nice about these practices is it's, it's, it's not religious, Necessarily, it's it's it can be added to any any faith, uh, or abs of no or no faith. So I guess if you could speak a little bit about about stress, mm. and 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 that as a worker or a dentist or anything like 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 how how that becomes a problem and and how can happiness or these practices be of assistance? Absolutely. Well, let's begin with stress, right? I guess that we are all stressed and we all know, especially if you're in the medical field, we all know that uh, the impact that stress has on the mental, physical and emotional health. So we don't need to talk too much about it. We could uh, 
uh, bring to mind the fight or flight response that everybody is very familiar with. And the thing that happens in modern life is that we are not being chased by tigers, but we are in, with a constant activation of the fight, flight, or freeze response. And this is what calls chronic stress. We never go back to the rest and digest uh, part of the, of the homeostasis, right? The balance, returning to balance. We're constantly activated by, as you said, the pandemic, uh, the stress of keeping a business going, uh, the political situation, um, whatever um, big uh, challenges are going on in the world. So we are constantly stressed. So in 1979, this uh, doctor, jo Dr. John Kabat-Zinn, he was working at the Center of uh, uh, University of Massachusetts Medical Center, a hospital. And then he created a program where he included a mindfulness and, and he created an eight-week program where we said, okay, we're going to uh, make the patients participate more actively in their healing. And the idea was to teach them meditation and teach them a little bit of yoga and make them more connected with their thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations. So that was the beginning of the mindfulness-based uh, stress reduction program in 1979. And this now is being taught all over the world in thousands of clinical centers and doctors are prescribing them to all sorts of uh, ailments from chronic pain to depression to uh, gastrointestinal disease uh, to, and mainly to, to tame or to control anxiety, panic, fear, uh, you know, there are all expressions of stress. So that was the beginning of it. So what, what, what about meditation? Meditation is really a very simple thing. It's quieting yourself, uh, cultivating silence, stillness, a little bit of solitude and a lot of simplicity. And you've, you develop this more concentrated uh, uh, attention. So this is the beginning of the process. The beginning of the process, just to give you an example, and you know this, Alex, is, okay, let me focus on something. And the moment that you focus on something, immediately what happens, you get distracted. Your thought takes you somewhere else. So it's very common in meditation when we teach the initial steps of meditation, we say, oh, focus on your breath. And there's always resistance. There immediately there's a thought, oh, this is so stupid. I have so many things to do right now. Am I going to sit here and focus on my breath? And so the moment that you ask uh, uh, the student to focus on an object of attention, he or she becomes uh, aware of the train of thoughts going through their minds. So I'm here, I'm sitting, yes, but I have that patient that I need to respond. I have to fill out that chart. I have to uh, complete that spreadsheet. Oh, I'm distracted. And so the idea is really to see the activity of the mind and come to some sort of conclusion about thoughts, that thoughts are independent of us, that we have an unstoppable, an independent thought producing machine. I give the example of, uh, of feeling hungry. 
and say, oh, I need to go to the supermarket and I need to buy something. And I said, well, if I go to the supermarket, I'm gonna, going to buy goat cheese. I haven't had goat cheese in a while. Oh, that goat cheese that I ate in south of France was excellent. Yeah. Well, Alex, when he went to France last time, he flew Air France. Well, I flew Delta. It wasn't this good. So perhaps I should book a flight on Air France. And the connection is the following. In less than 30 seconds, I went from being hungry to booking a flight on Air France to Paris, just to show the train of thoughts that uh, is unstoppable. So the beginning is meditation and concentration, but this is not the end. Then you have to add investigation. You start to investigate in your thoughts, your feelings, your physical sensations. What is behind what I'm feeling right now? And then this process is a process of creating insight. So meditation is also called insight meditation, vipassana. So it's a technique that tries to produce wisdom. Uh, the general idea is given by four words. Look deeply, see clearly. You know, so I, I, I just wanted to, to jump in here a little bit about um, one is when MBSR, mindfulness-based stress reduction, and you're talking about meditation and mindfulness. Correct. That is an evidence-based, and there's a lot, it's, it's one of the few meditation practices, culminations that's been proven scientifically. It is um, secular, again, it's not any, uh, and so, and it's being taught at major medical schools around the country. So I think that's really important. That's something you came to. Another thing too, in terms of your bio, you, we don't, we don't mention this in your bio, but, uh, Piero has a background as a, as a speaker and business consultant. Um, so you had a very, very, you know, you know, um, quite accomplished career in that now you're a meditation teacher, but I think that that just shows. And one of the things as well that, and again, depending on the listening, everybody has a different reason why we're on this podcast that we're hearing. Somebody mentioned meditation. Somebody mentioned happiness practices. Uh, I may want to get some of that. Some people can be as extreme as I'm close to burnout. I know, Piero, you face that. Um, yeah. uh, and, and a lot of, of professionals hit that. And burnout or you're close to burnout, like, I can't do this anymore. I've talked to dentists. I don't want to be a dentist. This isn't worth it. And that's the extreme. Everybody's there. But that could be there. Uh, there's also the ideas, maybe I should, I heard it's good for me meditation, which is true. It is. Maybe I'm interested. There are a lot of reasons. And another thing is you mentioned concentration, that you can become more productive being more mindful. Uh, you, as an athlete, a mindful athlete, you can become, look, Michael Jordan was taught by Phil Jackson, mindfulness. He don't care. And he's smoking cigar. He's having a good time. But he used mindfulness practice to be one of the greatest uh, uh, basketball players ever. And if you see all the great athletes, they're using mindfulness. So, so everybody has different, different means. Some people want the spiritual. They want to combine mindfulness with you know, yoga practices or their religion. That's fine. But a lot of people, uh, secular people, they can get a lot out of these practices uh, and I see you shaking your head. Yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of uh, put in there for the listener there. There's a lot of benefits you can get from these practices. Yeah, you can, you can come in through any door. Yeah. You can come in through any door, but it's, and uh, 
progress is not very easy to measure, really. So if you are on a weight loss program, you can use the scale and you say, okay, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm making inroads here. Or if you are on a running program, oh, right. I can run faster, I can run uh, farther. Uh, I don't feel so uh, depleted of energy. So you know you're making progress. In mindfulness, it's interesting. It's more subtle. <laughs> very subtle. So when I said you enter through every, any door and then it's kind of some, I don't know, some months later, you catch yourself saying, right. wow, my response to this challenge was completely different than the one that I would do, you know, 12 months ago. So one of the things that really, really mindfulness helps a lot is how you respond to the challenges in your life. Uh, we say that you bring mindfulness and you, instead of reacting mindlessly, you respond and, mindfully. And, and that is so critical for, for Dennis listening because what I teach and we, I have this MBA program that I teach in the all-star training and, and the, I'm referencing emotional intelligence. This is a, you've heard of this, you've read, you read, you read all these books, but emotional <laughs> intelligence, essentially, they're actually showing the studies, Harvard studies, that emotional intelligence is a greater predictor of success than IQ, regular intelligence. And emotional intelligence, your ability to relate to other people, to, to I wouldn't say control, but to foster your emotions and the emotions of, of others and work with them. And to, and if you're mindful and you you're in really in the book even talks about this emotional intelligence, that mindfulness practice and meditation practices give you the capacity to, again, work with your staff when they're off, how can you be with them and be a place to work with them? Cause they will go off. There will be drama that occurs. If drama happens in your life or your patient's life, how do you respond? And that will, again, that will lead to a more productive, and remember, you're a business, we're a business consultant, Piero, a more productive um, uh, company, a more and, and a happier situation. So, you know what, I actually want to, I want to shift the happiness because that was a topic of today. We let can me, do a whole nother on let mindfulness. Me finish this, finish this, this up. Let me finish this one of yeah, reaction because there's this quote from, it's attributed to Viktor Frankl. He says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space lies the power to choose our response. And in our responses lie our growth and our freedom. Sure. And, and our well-being and the quality of our lives really lie on the responses, right? So mindfulness, there is a definition of mindfulness that was uh, written by John Kabat-Zinn. He said, mindfulness is the awareness that arises from paying attention on purpose in the present moment. Uh, without adding too much judgment or commentary. So the, the, when, when we do the training, the training, what, what is the training for? Well, the training is to be present, right. paying attention. And then you can, you can, as you said, be aware of myself, be aware of the other people, be aware of the situation, and then choose the wisest response the response that is going to bring about the best outcome for everybody involved. So, uh, and the other thing that you mentioned, uh, emotional intelligence, Daniel Goldman and yep. uh, John Kabat-Zinn and Richard Davidson. Richard Davidson is from the University of Madison. Uh, he has the Center for Healthy Living there. 
the three of them uh, started meditating pretty much at the same time. And they all, you know, Daniel Goldman went to emotional intelligence, John Kabat-Zinn went to uh, uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction, and Richie Davidson, Dr. Richard Davidson, went to, um, uh, he created the Center for Healthy Living, working, these days working beautifully with children and with compassion, self-compassion as well. Yeah, I'll tell you, mindfulness and meditation is the secret sauce to really uh, to get a lot of the, I know a lot of the goals that leaders want to get in terms of leadership, in terms of um, reducing stress, um, influencing and, and, and leading people and, and also being with patients and so on. It, it really is a secret sauce. I will say though, and I, and I must confess, it ain't easy not for me. Some people come easier to it. It is, I say work, but you got to put in the practice and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to have a part of you that, that says, I hate this stuff. Uh, most people, and that's good. That means it's working. Okay. It's it, because you're, it's almost like trying to uh, hit a ball with your left hand. If you're a righty, it, it's so uncomfortable. Why am I doing this? But I'll tell you, it, you know, if you give it the, the effort and the good try, you know, you will get some, some results in time. The, there so, is, there yeah. is another thing that you said of discomfort, of uh-huh. uncomfort. Imagine that you were practicing uh-huh. uh, meditation, for instance, and you feel really uncomfortable, right? But um, I don't know, you set up a timer and you say, okay, I'm going to stick with it for 20 minutes. Let's put it this way. And you're very uncomfortable. You're very uncomfortable. Well, guess what? You're training. You're training to be Mm. still in an uncomfortable situation of your life. So when you are about to jump and hit somebody, and I'm, you know, uh, I'm exaggerating here, but when you are about to say some harsh words, you can stay in that, uncom- you can notice, oh, I'm very uncomfortable now. Oh, there's th- this is happening in me. But you have already developed some ability to stay with the discomfort and not react mindlessly. Now, on the fl- on, on, conceivably, the, the other side or another token, happiness. Let's talk about happiness. Because mm-hmm. I'm I want to title this the how of happiness. <laughs> and mindfulness is part of it. Okay, because again, we're going to recommend you look at MBSR, but also really the the what excited me is is your how of happiness. Okay, um, because yeah, happiness looks interesting. Um, I was looking at some I don't know. There's different studies, but some studies have shown we are not wired to be happy. You may disagree with that. Um, you know, there's some fight or flight thing. But anyways, there's a book called The How of Happiness, and you developed a course that uses that book, The 12 Practices. This is all research-based evidence. You're big into science, uh, you know, and all the evidence stuff. Um, and you also include mindfulness and meditation in it. Um, what is happiness? It sounds like a good thing. I want more of it. How do I get it? Okay, good. Good questions. I think I want to start saying uh, that uh, we have a myth that uh, we need to pursue happiness. And uh, I want to dispel this myth because we can create happiness. So if you're thinking that happiness is something that is going to be achieved at the end of a pursuit, I would invite you to think, well, 
let's analyze this because I can do a few things on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, or and I can uh, increase my happiness. So this work uh, is based on research. It starts with, with positive psychology. I guess that many of your uh, listeners are familiar with positive psychology. So in the past, the traditional psychology was focusing on the illnesses, on the ailments, is how do we repair? But we were not really looking, okay, these people are very healthy and very happy. What makes them very healthy, happy and healthy? And then there was this new branch of, uh, of psychology saying, okay, let's study happiness and let's see if we can uh, uh, bring this about. So the, the book that you are referring to is called The How of Happiness by Dr. Sonia Lyubomirsky of the University of California, Riverside. And she had lots of research, uh, uh, and natural, lots, lots of evidence showing that if we practice, for instance, these 12 strategies or interventions, we're going to be happier. And uh, so what is happiness really? Um, uh, happiness is many things. For instance, when we feel that we're moving forward and, uh, and, and coming closer to achieve our goals, we feel happier. When we, we feel that we are doing something that is according to our goals in life, we feel happier, right? And happiness can be momentary. Okay, I ate this beautiful slice of pizza with this uh, glass of red wine and I feel very satisfied and very happy. So there are moments of happiness and there is a, a, a road that uh, we find these happy, happy moments. Now, there's a generalization that says that 50% of our happiness is established. There's a set point, depends on our genetics. What does that mean? Well, there are people who are more predisposed to be sad and there are other people who are by nature happier. So she said, okay, there's a 50% there that there's very little that we can do. This is debatable because we have, uh, we have uh, research showing how the, the brain changes, the so-called neuroplasticity. I'm not going to talk too much about neuroplasticity but uh, the idea is that what we think often becomes the inclination of the mind. So if I am grumpy and grumpy and grumpy and grumpy, I'm going to be very good at, be, uh, at, at being grumpy, Mr. Grumpy. But if I'm happy, 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 I can also cultivate happiness. These are the synapses, the neural, the, the neural pathways in the brain that the more we use the more commonly, uh, they more commonly emerge in our daily experiences. But going back to the 50%, so 50% is a set point. Then 10% is what we were told by our culture that is going to make us happier. And they actually make us happier. Like for instance, okay, fame and, fame and fortune. Yeah. Uh, relationships and things like this. So, but we are saying, okay, you need to you need to get another degree. Uh, you need to make more money. You need to buy a new car. You need to buy a boat. You need to buy an, a bigger house. And all these things really bring us happiness. But they are only responsible for ten percent of the overall happiness because of something that is called hedonic adaptation, meaning that. 
Yes, the moment that you buy your beautiful new car, yes, you're going to be happy for one week, two weeks, three weeks, and then you're going to be adapted to this new reality of this new car. And most likely, that happiness is not going to last. Um, so, you know, I, I give an example. Imagine when you buy a new car, you, you look at everything. You look at the, the wheels, you look at the steering wheel, you feel the smell of the new car. And uh, it's such a joy, it's such a, uh, you know, a, a, a potent feeling right there. But then, you know, I don't know, one month, two months later, you perhaps you are looking at the driveway close to you and, and the guy bought another car that you might be interested in. So what I'm saying is that we think that these things about um, power, privilege, possessions, prestige are going to make us happy. Well, yes, 10%. But then there's 40% in that uh, pie chart that represent the things that we can do on a regular basis that are going to increase our happiness. So we are in control. We are in control of 40% of our happiness based on the things we do, not on the circumstances of, uh, okay, someday I'm going to be happy, then I'm, someday I'm gonna be rich, and then I will be happy, no. So there are these things that we can uh, act upon on, on a regular basis that can, there are, that can increase our happiness up to 40%. What I really like about, like I mentioned before, your your course that you did in the book um well you teach all the practices the happiness practices correct and and there's workshops involved and there's exercises to be able to to try it out and i and i recommend everybody who does a course give it your your effort stay through it you know 100 percent. and then what, what what ultimately happens at least for me and for heather and so on is you'll settle on a few that resonate really well with you that correct. these are what work for me, and I keep doing them. And it, it is true. I, I, I will say and attest that I'm I'm happier. How much? I am happier. You know, it, it maybe even a few percentage points. It it helps. I think it's mindfully seeing. Oh wow! So for me, my insight when I took your course was, wow, I didn't even know that's what it was called that I was doing that makes me happy. But now that I know. Okay. I'm going to do more of those things. I'm going to I'm going to choose to do more of those practices to put myself in those, those environment, and there's more joy and there's more happiness. And I think that 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 the meditation practices and mindfulness practices help for me in when things aren't so happy. You know, even when they are happy, which one thing you taught was how to really um, uh, embed and and absorb that happiness. And when things aren't so good, how to hold it lovingly. Okay. And I think those are, those are wonderful, wonderful practices. What, what you said is important because there are some uh, of the practices that fit your personality more than others. And they come easier. They are natural. You enjoy them and you value them. So you say, well, I'm going to do this because it comes natural to me. I enjoy doing it. I value doing it. So I teach the 12, uh, the 12 uh, uh, happiness enhancing interventions or happiness enhancing strategies. 
but you can choose. Usually, usually we start with four that are that resonate more with with each one of us. I have six that come very naturally and easy for me. Like for instance, uh, express gratitude, cultivate optimism. Um, do more of the, those activities that really engage you, you know, to be in the flow, uh, commit to your goals, save your life's joys, and um, take good care of your body. So yeah, those, this, those last four are mine. I, I like those a lot. Yeah. So it's easy for me to say, okay, it, it almost comes naturally for me to express gratitude, to cultivate optimism, and to, I don't know, to do the other things, to commit to my life goals. So the, the workshop teaches, for instance, us, we can, we can choose a few, for instance. Let, let me expand. You want to, me to expand on anyone or can I choose? No, I don't want to, no, because uh, you're going to give the course away. And what I like to do anyways uh, is you're so, you're so sweet. You'll, you'll, uh, Piero, if I could get him, I'll, I'll have him for three hours and he'll just keep teaching. <laughs> he is a teacher. But, but my thing is I know that if I make this a two-hour podcast, it's going to be too much uh, for me. I got to work on my patience a little bit. I get a little impatient and I want to get right to the juice. Okay. Uh, but bottom line here is, is I, I saw that you were promoting another course and there was gratitude that arose and uh, uh, came up in me. I said, I, I love this guy. Piero is a good person. He is my friend. And I got a lot out of this, this class. And I like to share this with the world. So I told you we have over twenty thousand some on listeners here, uh, subscribers that are that are that are hearing this message. They need to hear this message, and I want to tell all of you that I I like you to go to pierofauci.com, p-i-e-r-o-f-a-l-c-i.com, and I will put that link in the description. I'll also this will be a blog post as well. I'll put links to the course the happiness course, a direct link to the pierofauci.com website. And for those uh, uh, as well, I'll put the MBSR uh, course uh, link there as well. Now for MBSR, that is a much more in-depth course. It's going to give you uh, an entire practice of mindfulness and meditation. I, I recommend- it is, it is the best way to start a regular meditation. If you want, but yeah. Uh, the the, the happiness cool. is, is more like a side addendum course, but that's what I, I want the main call to action here today. So I just wanted to kind of reiterate the, the, the two courses. I want to focus on one. MBSR is a great course for those. It's a more in-depth course. If you really want to master meditation and mindfulness, that's a great course. You offer it. You can certainly reach out to, to learn more from Piero. I don't want to focus so much on that. That's that That could be a later thing, but I want to focus on on, on here is the, the how of happiness, the course. Tell me about it. What's it structured? Who's it good for? Um, and this is limited because here's the thing is, is you only have one going now. I mean, you have them different times of the year. It may be very well when you're listening to this, it's already sold out, but I would still reach out to Piero and get on a waiting list because uh, he's an amazing teacher and um, I'm going to probably have him have to open up more classes, but tell me about this. What is this about? Okay, so we're going to get together for one hour uh, every week for six weeks, actually for seven weeks. So we're going to have five consecutive classes of one hour each, once a week, 
Then we're going to have one week without class. Uh, we're, and this is going to give more time for you to practice the 12, <laughs> excuse me, happiness enhancing strategies. <clears throat> excuse me. And then we go to the, the class six, that is the final class. Need you're getting so you're getting so chalked up. You I love you love happiness so much. So so five weeks, uh, a break for practice, and then and uh, and then and another the week, class. the final class. Yes, application. So not a huge time commitment. Just once a week for the most part. Some practices in between, and and, and this will be a good way for those. So if you have a mindfulness practice, meditation practice, this is great. If you don't, it's a good way to get an introduction to it. And again, right. for those who really want to, uh, they want to get mindfulness and meditation superpowers, then you do MBSR. But this is the the how happiness. Pretty much anybody would would be good for this. Yes, correct. Correct. Yeah, it doesn't it really doesn't matter. I mean, teenagers uh, and and you know young adults and uh, seniors. It's all we're all we're all looking at our lives. I mean, we're trying to to answer those uh, important questions. Who am I? What do I love? How shall I live, knowing that I will die? What gifts do I bring to share with the family of the earth? So these are all questions that we entertain. For instance, in uh, uh, Intervention number 10, commit to your goals. Do you know what your goals in life are? Do you have clarity about your goals in life? So things like this, it's so important at any stage of your life. And, and, and goals change as well. So we need, the, the, there is one of the lessons that we teach is you need to let go of lives that have played themselves out and do not serve you anymore. Mm. Because we keep carrying that load, and that load is not necessary. You don't need to carry the boat. You have already crossed the river. Live the boat and travel light. So let go of lives, of identities, of personas that have played themselves out and do not serve you anymore. Perhaps there's a new life waiting for you that is much more joyful and much more happy. You know, I was talking to my friend this morning, uh, remember Randy, who, who also was part of sure. your course? Sure, Randy. And, you know, he was saying to me, oh, you bring me all these great resources. And I don't know what it's about me, but I, I think I I like to find shortcuts to stuff. Uh, as you know, I was a Tony Robbins coach for many years, one of his top coaches. And, and I like Tony Robbins and a lot of these things. But I'll tell you, you know, Piero is one of those shortcuts. This is a <laughs> diamond in the rough. Um, and, you know, you're getting a master, a meditation mindfulness master. Um, you know, he's, he's famous in his, in his, in his eyes, sons, I'm, you know, uh, and, and, but, but no, I mean, you know, you're not on CNN, right. But I, but I found you and I find these little things. So, you know, my dentists are always like, they always want the, everybody who follows us, they want, they want the secret sauce. They want, the, and, and I'm telling you, they're listening. This is one of them. Piero is going to be a little secret gem. Uh, this is a great class. And he, a lot of things he, everything he does is, is, is very nourishing. And I want to share Pierre with you. And that was my intent. My, you know, there's also this uh, idea of reciprocity when somebody does well for you and, and cares so much, you want to pay, pay it back. And, and, and all of you have done so well. Uh, I love my all-star audience and, and all of you. And I want to share with you. I want to share the gifts we all should be sharing. And that brings me happiness. I guess that's what I'm saying with Randy. It brings me happiness. I don't do it because uh, I, I got it. I do it because I love it. 
You know, it, it, it's, it's for me, it brings joy for me. You know, one of my, my uncle who, who one of my uh, first great teachers always say to me is like, I, I'm selfish. I always do for me, you know? And he says, if I make the world better, I make my life better, you know, Correct. so it's always in how I, I help the world. So um, this is my way of being selfish and getting you on this, on this program and sharing you with, with the all-star audience. And again, I'll put pierrofauci.com. I'll also put a link to the happiness course, the sign up. I'll also have some information about MBSR. Again, I, I apologize in ahead, but this this is not a, a big course. This is probably going to fill up. But but Piero, please work with people that if you do get, I'll also can I provide your email address as well? They can contact Absolutely. you. So Absolutely. you can also contact Piero at pierofauci.com. Uh, if you're if the class is full, just beg him, see if you can do another one or when another one is, get on because. Uh, this is great for, for everyone. Uh, Piero Fauci, thank you so much for coming on. And um, th th did you want to say something else? Uh, I, want, I want to express gratitude, the first, <laughs> the first happiness enhancing strategy. So I am grateful that uh, you voluntarily uh, took this initiative and uh, brought me to this broad audience. I really appreciate that and I'm very grateful. Oh. And you are you are my friend. You and Heather, uh, you know, I'm so happy that you took the course and that you found value in it. So as I say in Brazil, obrigado. Yes, muito obrigado. obrigado. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for being on the call. And until next time, go out there and be an all-star. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.